welcome to the Fanatical Elves Show, part of the Elves Network. We are a bunch of wild and crazy Cleveland Browns fans, bringing you all the latest in Browns news. Tune in now. Oh, baby, we are a bunch of wild and crazy Browns fans. Here we are, the Fanatical Elves. It's a Thursday night, and that's what we do. Welcome, everybody, to our show. We have Steve Gill, we have Elliot, and we have Sam. And yes, indeed, we are sporting the looks tonight. Oh, my goodness. We are, Elliot's uh, fashion statements are wearing on all of us. I couldn't As, be prouder. Um, I could not be oh, prouder. Right? It's a proud moment. You're like a father figure right here. You're you're it's the godfather. Thing. You're um <laughs> well, I don't know what we call it, but we're just excited that everyone's here. We are live coming to you, and we are <laughs> got so much to talk about this week. And yes, the Browns are still going into week 18. We got a game against the Cincinnati Bengals, the Bungles. And it should be a lot of fun to assess and talk about tonight. We got Jeff Driscoll. We got Flacco Mania. We got Pro Bowlers. We got all these things to talk about. And um, even got some Driscoll Mania trivia that I'm going to run to everybody after the break. But welcome, everybody. Sam, how you doing down there in Texas tonight? Good. Weather's nice. Still just kind of hanging out. Cowboys won. Me should have probably won, should have maybe lost, depending on who you ask. Yes. It's it's nice down here. It's nice and cool. It's not freezing, but it's not eight deg- 80 degrees in the middle of winter. Sam, I understand there's a, we've, you're getting... Now, I don't know about you in Texas, but I know my friends in Kansas are getting ready for a double whammy uh, storms coming through there. One yeah. tonight and we then one again. Yeah, I wondered about that. Here in Ohio, they're... Where I'm at in Columbus, we're just probably going to get some rain and, and maybe a little mixture of snow. Not too bad down here, but sounds like down there it could be a little dicey. For us, it just says partly cloudy wind day and then on or on Tuesday and then on Monday, it just says some thunderstorms lightly and that's it. Okay. okay. Maybe a little bit of rain throughout the week. Not much. <laughs> well, I love the look, man. Elliot is just so proud of you, you know. We, we love it, Sam. You're, you're bringing it. We, you know, it's just, it's mysterious. You know, what's behind the uh, glasses there? You know, we're all wondering. Um, so, uh, Elliot, how are you tonight? Well, it's been just uh, a wonderful holiday season. Couldn't be happier from a fan standpoint. This is exactly what we wanted to see. Uh, we have a meaningless game ahead of us. <clears throat> uh, that's just absolutely perfect. Um, Browns are in the playoffs. This pinch me. I mean, (laughs) it's just really fabulous. And now, you know, the real argument now is how do we best prepare for the playoffs? We just haven't been in this situation. And so we really don't know, you know, how to behave. You know, that that is something, you know, a culture, a playoff culture that we have to build up very quickly. It's only happened to us once in recent memory. In 2020, when Baker Mayfield led the team into the playoffs, and we did beat the pants off of the Pittsburgh Steelers that first game and almost beat the Kansas City Chiefs the second time around. Yes. Yeah, we're going to talk about that whole culture and what we're doing right now here in just a second because we had a fun a little 
uh, precursor to that as we got on air right before we hit the air here. Sam uh, made a funny statement, and I, I'd like to get back to that for a moment. But, Steve, how are you? Boy, now you're looking like Tom Cruise tonight. Just uh, just landed the jet out, outside. Uh, <laughs> did a couple barrel rolls, buzzed the tower. I'm good to go. <laughs> I love it, man. Top Why gun. Not? Might as well join in. I mean, right? come on. I feel like I need to do something. Maybe I take my glasses off or something. I don't know. We'll we'll start taking pieces of clothing off. Maybe that'll maybe that'll no, let's draw not some do interest. That. Let's, let's not do that. Nobody family, wants to uh, see that. Nobody feature. wants to see well, that. I coach ball, I coach basketball. And you know, I'm watching tape, old tape, you know, from the previous game. And so you can see a review. Of you know, you walking back and forth the sideline, you know, as I'm pacing back and forth, you know, pulling my hair out and everything. And then I was telling my wife, Laura, it's like, man, I just look so I look old and I have a, a limp when I'm walking. I'm like, <laughs> like, I don't like watching myself on video. So boy, you guys are inspired by that. <laughs> well, well, we'll have to, yeah, we are. You, well, you, <laughs> you like need working. an image consultant. We'll have to work on that. I think maybe Thank what you. we work should do. Yeah, you need the shirt, the shirt and tie. Um, yeah, maybe well, like here's the thing about, but here's the thing on that. It's funny because we coach it. I help coach a girls' high school team here here at Licking Heights, and we have, you know, I didn't realize at the high school level, this is a really big deal amongst coaching staffs. I know, like at colleges and stuff, they do this too, but like you said, Elliot, it's that um, it's the fashion design, like. There, we're always they want to match up all the you know we're wearing matching jackets and matching slacks and they have to be the right colors and the same colors so as the matching shoes it's it's, it's a real big deal <laughs> so, you just need to tie to be the school color you can stand <laughs> tall proud and unflappable Mm-hmm. And that that might be a better way for you to coach rather than <laughs> pacing and showing your. I'm nervous. just the old. I'm just the old guy now. It's funny because you know I started coaching in my 20s, and now I'm in my 50s. You know, and so it's like, like look back and it's it's just funny how time changes and then, you know the kids are still you know young kids and so, but I'm I'm the old guy now. I'm not the young and you know inspiring coach. I'm just the old guy. All right, let's let's take get off of that tune. Um, it is funny though. Sam mentioned. You know, I can't believe the season's coming to an end. And we all went, no, <laughs> the season is just starting. And for Browns fans, Sam, like, it is so, like, Elliot, you already mentioned this, but it is so crazy how we're just so prepared that, you know, the Super Bowl was always the draft. You know, that was our big deal. Yeah, and draft now, position. We're all we're playing for draft position. We better lose some more games really quick so that we can get a good draft pick. Well, yep. we don't have any draft picks. Once again, they all are down your way in Texas, <laughs> even further south in Houston. <laughs> second. And second uh, so, and forget third. about draft well, position. That just doesn't work for us. We gotta win now. There oh. is no other game. There is no draft. We're not playing for anything else but winning the whole thing. That's so, all there is for us. Well, let's, I mean, we're in this winning culture now. And this, the whole thing that has happened in the last month, month and a half has been almost surreal. It's, I, I've used the word stunning. I, I don't think I, maybe that's, maybe it's too, maybe it's not stunning because the Browns have been 
pretty it's good. Stunning. stunning is okay. Okay. Well, let's stick stunning with the word stunning. Let's stick with this work stunning then because, you know, we're going now, like, Flacomania is a real thing. We've been all talking about it, and it really is something special. And so gearing up for this game, let's kind of go into this game here against Cincinnati. The Browns have decided um, to bring in Jeff Driscoll, Jeff Driscoll, um, who's been a journeyman, and actually uh, was a quarterback the game after the Browns last year played the Houston Texans, and it was after that guy, after that game, and Kyle Allen played for the Houston Texans, that then Houston ran with Jeff Driscoll, I think the remaining part of the season as a Texan. But Jeff Driscoll was drafted by the 49ers. He's been in practice squads. He's played, he's been a starter with the Cincinnati Bengals when he was the backup behind Andy Dalton. Finished off the season, I think back in 2018. Um, so he's been around. He's played for the Lions. He's done some other uh, short stints. I just want your um, assessment. I know people are saying this will be the fifth quarterback. Now the Browns are starting this remarkable season. Just your overall take. I know, Elliot, uh, let's start with you since you and then go to Steve and then finish with Sam. What's your take on Jeff? I know you were, you've been a proponent of his. Well, yeah, and once again, um, I wrote an article towards the end of the trading deadline or before the trading deadline yeah. saying that we needed to have a guy and put him on the practice squad. And at that time, Jeff Driscoll was available. It turned uh -huh. out that he went to Arizona because why? Uh, Arizona traded rocket man Joshua Dobbs <clears throat> to Minnesota, and they needed somebody, so they picked yeah. Jeff Driscoll. I guess we thought on the same wavelength yeah but if the browns had signed him instead they'd have mm -hmm. a guy that had uh two or three months on the playbook rather than just one week so this whole business about having a one week uh training period with the playbook i think is for the birds flacco is in fact a miracle man we should not expect all quarterbacks to be able to do it from now on this is a bad idea uh, but uh -huh. Jeff Driscoll is a relatively talented quarterback. He's, you know, one of those um, combine freaks that can really perform well in athletic tests. Um, but I don't know that he's uh, got a computer brain that can absorb a playbook in one week. So I'm, I'm not real crazy about that experiment, but he can throw the ball. He can run. He can do a lot of things. Yes. And uh, we should have signed him a lot earlier. I've been crying all year yeah. long that they've been yeah. short uh, on quarterbacks. They've got plenty of positions available on the expanded practice squad. It's foolish not to take advantage of that and sign an extra quarterback or even two. Yeah. So I look for uh, him to show some athleticism, but I think that uh, it's going to be a sloppy game. He'll probably get picked off a couple times by the Bengals. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Driscoll, Steve, what do you think? Uh, well, 30-year-old, uh, uh, one and nine as a starter through his first yeah. touchdown pass against the Browns back in 2018. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, he did. Uh, he was with Arizona um, under Drew Petzing, who used to be the uh, quarterback coach here in Cleveland, and under Stefanski, and now the offensive yeah. coordinator in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, Alex Van Pelt is very familiar with him. Uh, they were both in Cincinnati together. Ah. So I think uh, he'll have a little uh, – the offense that uh, Petzing runs is similar to Stefanski, so he's going to have a little more uh, familiarity 
towards it. And okay. plus being in Cincinnati where he spent, you know, he played a bunch of games as a backup. You know, that, that's not bad either. No. Um, so, you know, he's going to be throwing to, to a bunch of uh, second stringers. You're not going to see Amari Cooper. You're not going to see Elijah Moore. He's going to be throwing to Tillman, Bell, and uh, Marquise Goodwin. Uh, you're not going to see Najoku. Uh, I just, uh, you know, he's not going <laughs> to – we're going to see a lot of Pierre Strong, I can tell you that. That'll help him out. Um, yes. But, uh, you know, so um, – it's 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 an interesting situation. Uh, only two teams have made the playoffs and played five quarterbacks: the Cleveland Browns and the 1984 Chicago Bears. So there you have it. I'm going to come back and talk a little bit about this the, this game and the 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 magnitude of it or lack of magnitude at this moment. But first, uh, Sam, I want to get your assessment again about Jeff Driscoll. I uh, did you know who dress, dress Jeff Driscoll was before? This week? Uh, I think I heard of him once, but that was it. Um, it's our fifth quarterback, and that's kind of crazy. The fact that the word right? still this good winning the, this many games with five quarterbacks is something you don't see every year. It's like year. we got a huge bullpen that comes out. It's like the Cleveland Indians with their bullpen. It's not like what? five um, quarterbacks? No. It's a cold Cleveland it's tradition. Give me a break. Three <laughs> yeah. years they always started like. I'm surprised they haven't started six or seven in the season. They probably have. I mean, there was one tight. point that uh, uh, Dennis Norcutt was taking snaps at quarterback, as I recall. They, they I started that six as well. in 2017 if I, or 2016. In, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, it was an really interesting. This game doesn't mean yeah. anything. So who really cares okay. what he does? Well, let me okay, let me intercept. Okay, let me intercept. And I know we're gonna talk, it doesn't matter. And I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm playing gonna play devil's advocate or just you know throwing this out there because I mentioned it on one of my shows. Kevin Stefanski and the Brownies now have won eleven games twice, which is he's the only coach to do that since Paul Brown, which is you know pretty significant. <laughs> Uh, when you think about the history of the Cleveland Browns, and that's pretty, you know, now Marty Schottenheimer, I'm sorry, Marty. Yeah. Marty Schottenheimer had one season where I believe they got the, that 86 season. They, they got 12 wins. If I'm correct, tell me if I'm wrong, but they had one season where they got 12 wins. The other season that Schottenheimer yeah, the, had, uh, the season, um, the season after they went eight and eight, they hired Lindy and Fonte. Yes. And I, yeah. I believe they went uh, so, 12 and four. But then Marty had several uh, game, or seasons where they won 10 games. So they won 12, then they won 10. So Stefanski is the first coach, like I said, since Paul Brown to win two, having two seasons of 11-plus wins historically. Do you think – I mean, the Browns did win 12 games one time. I'm just throwing this out there because the players and the t- coaches – I know players and coaches talk, and I know they're, they're, they're taught to, you know, yeah, we're going out there to win – you know, win this game one one game at a time. Talky talky talked earlier about it. I know Kevin talked about it. I mean, is there any significance to the historical side of things that you know the Browns and the end they're playing a divisional rival? And I know the game doesn't mean squat. I mean, to go out and get that twelfth win, I'm just throwing this out there. I mean, I mean, well, who, well, who says they can't? Okay, well, that's what I want to get. I mean, to. Cincinnati yeah. all of a sudden a juggernaut. I mean, they're like. 31st in total defense. Now, I, I mean, they give right. up like 130 yards rushing a game. So you're saying we got a chance. Is that what you're saying? We got a chance. Hey, I, we got a I chance. Mean, if, if 
if Driscoll takes him down on an opening down uh, drive touchdown and then the defense stops uh, Cincinnati and the Browns get the ball back and score again, Cincinnati yeah. players are going to call their travel agents and find out when's the next flight to Cancun. So I'm a, Come on. So now, the only thing I object to yeah. is that yeah. the historical reference to Paul Brown doesn't mean anything to any player on the current roster. Okay. I don't think they meant, but they just want to win because they're football players. All football players want to win because they're trained from birth. Uh, I wonder yeah. if David DeJoka thinks of when he think when someone says Paul Brown or any of these young players. I wonder if they think of Paul Brown, the guy across That's the pond Mike in England. Brown's dad, and they just as soon <laughs> beat his butt. Uh, you I, know, I trust um, I trust his coaching staff to get this team ready. Yes. Bottom line. Yes. Yes. No, I, it, it, I, I'm looking forward to, I mean, we're all going to be watching the game. Uh, It doesn't really matter in the grand scope of things, Steve, you mentioned, and we've all talked about this too. They're locked in at the five seat. I know I've had several people who are not Browns fans or who are Browns fans asking me, are the Browns locked in at the five seat? Yes. So let's talk about that and then going into this weekend. And then regardless of win or losses, now we're going to turn, turn our attention to, who the Browns potentially are going to play. You know, the, the choices are the AFC South team. So Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Houston, more than, I mean, that's a lock, right? So yes, the chances um, Jacksonville plays your Tennessee Titans, correct? They're not mine. I don't <laughs> yes. claim them. Your area. They're that, a cluster. Yes. You know what? They are and then And then later is. on, now these two games are being played Saturday by the way. So we will know starting Saturday after Saturday, who the Browns will be playing. I'm anxious to find out where they're going to well, put the Browns. No, no, the Browns we won't game. know after Saturday. No, I know. Uh, oh, oh. The winner of the Saturday game ma- makes the playoffs either as a wild card or the AFC South champs. If the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Titans on Sunday, Jacksonville is the uh, AFC South winner. And the Browns play at Jacksonville. It's that simple. So if they win, they have Saturday. the tiebreakers over the Colts and uh, Texans. So we'll, so we will know, well so we will know if it's, if Jacksonville wins. If they we, lose, then we know we're playing either we we play the winner of the. We'll Houston play the Indian. winner of the Colts Houston game on Saturday if Jacksonville Cor- loses. Right. So that's and the Jacksonville game is early. And the Colts game, I think, is that evening, correct? It's on national TV, right? Saturday night. I be- I believe so. Yes. So we'll we'll have a good good feeling. Do any of you have um, any f- preferences for which of those three teams? Because the Browns have beaten all three the teams. The Colts game was the closest. I mean, it was the most competitive back and forth. No, you no. I you I want to play the Colts. Okay. I definitely think the okay. Colts. I think the Jaguars would be the second easiest, but the Colts, I feel yeah. like, is the easiest. I think Houston is the most dangerous team. Exactly. Okay. Is DJ Stroud going to be playing if they may, if they yes. make the playoffs? Oh, yes. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right now, Sunshine is still a little banged up. Uh, yeah. Shoulder Why aren't you guys worried and... about the Colts? I want to know more about that because the well, Colts seem they like beat they beat the Colts at the Colts. You got to remember, Watson came in, threw five passes, got Yang, PJ Walker, who've never come up, come into a game as a backup. He was the quarterback. 
Okay. Um, They gave up two uh, easy. They gave up two turnovers that the Colts quickly turned into points. So they gave up Mm -hmm. 14 points. The defense wasn't prepared for Garden Minshew and his read option because the Colts had never mm. run the read option yeah. with with Gardner Minshew. Um, so there were some big plays the Browns gave up and defensively in that game. Yeah, but yeah. to our rescue, Miles Garrett had the game of his career. One of the game games of his, his life. Yeah, nine was, tackles, yeah. two tackles for loss, two mm-hmm. forced fumbles. Yeah, uh, I think four quarterback hits and a couple sacks and. Yeah. A blocked field goal. Can, but the that Colts, like the 12 days you, of Christmas. Um, can that be no. put to music? <laughs> I can try. All right, let me ask you <laughs> Let me ask you this question. Totally uh, not a completely different subject, but I want your assessment. I've brought this up, too, on some of my shows this week. The Browns and Flacco Mania got a lot of attention after they won their game most recently. But then, starting Monday and Tuesday again, I noted that many of the national – broadcasts were solely focused on the Ravens, the Ratbirds, and who's going to beat the Ratbirds. And no one in God's green earth in the national media, uh, outside of maybe a, a person or two, even mentioned the Browns. And the Browns were talked about leading up to that. But it was like on Monday and Tuesday, maybe leading to Wednesday, yesterday, all people can talk about is who's going to beat the Ratbirds? Who's going to beat the Ratbirds? I'm like, we beat the Rabbits and good. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's like, fine, you know, just diss us again. Um, what, what a story. I'm just wondering how you, I mean, I feel like you, Steve, like it's, this is going to help. I mean, I think the Browns know that they don't have any, they're not getting, being given much credit and they've had a, you know, and I just think with Flacco mania back there, um, we got as great of a chance as now I will say that somebody like Stephen A. Smith, who's a hothead, uh, he had, I think the Browns up in his, at number three in his overall um, assessment of, of, of all the teams. So just wanted your views on that, Steve. I know I heard you talking a little bit. What do you think about, I mean, it's good that we're not, that they're kind of being passed over. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, depending on what happens Saturday with the, Steelers and uh, you know Baltimore's uh, starting Pro Bowler Hunley, but uh, <laughs> you know they're resting players. Um, the mm-hmm. Browns were the last team to beat them in Baltimore. Uh, held uh, uh, the the MVP to one completion, two if you count the pick six by Greg Newsom in the yeah. fourth quarter. I mean, so. And Lamar I've Jackson. Heard a few, I've heard a few analysts say that uh, the only team that could possibly beat Baltimore is Cleveland, and that's going to be if the Browns uh, win their wild card game. That's going to be the second. Uh, that's the second playoff game for the Browns going to Baltimore. So, now, can you um, tell me what the Lamar? I mean, Lamar Jackson's record historically in the playoffs is pretty poor. He's won one game. Right. He's the last like time six- that that he was MVP, had an MVP season, and they were the number one seed, they lost at home to the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, that was a right. It was at 2019? Uh, 2019, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, your assessment, uh, Sam, on the whole, you know, the Ratbirds getting the, you know, the one seed and getting all the, obviously, the publicity 
and oh, nobody can beat the rat birds. Who's going to beat the rat birds? Who's going to beat the rat birds? Like, oh, it's frustrating to listen to all these idiots out there who have like they just they're pump, pumping this. And then seeing Odell Beckham Jr. in the locker room talking about, oh, this is the best team that I've ever been on. I'm like, oh, just bite me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Tell Sam, us how you feel there, John. <laughs> well, it's just come on, man. These guys are just so cocky. Just so cocky. Anyway, it's it's all entertainment. Say, uh, Sam, what do you think about Baltimore and Cleveland? Well, we're the only team in the NFL to have beaten both one seeds because we beat the yep. 49ers and we've beaten Thank the Ravens. Thank you, Sam, for reminding everybody so we're of that. Both the only, we're the only team who's beaten the one seeds, but we beat, we got beat, let's be honest, the 49ers game, we won it. Doesn't matter, it, but we probably should have lost that game. He missed the kick. I feel like that was a game we probably should have lost. <clears throat> I'm going to c- consider it a win. It still was a win, but it, that was a game that we probably shouldn't have won. But that Ravens game, we definitely won that game. And I feel like, the, especially the Ravens, I think that's going to be an interesting game. Um, but I think Miami, I know Miami got crushed, but Miami, I feel like, can still put up a really good fight and they're playing at their peak. They'll mm. definitely be a challenge. I think Buffalo, if they make it in i think buffalo could probably put some pressure on the ravens even if it isn't the browns who play the ravens i don't think the ravens are unbeatable i think the ravens definitely are a team that can be beaten and that probably will be beaten i don't think they're going to make the super bowl i think there are teams that are going to they're going to have a good day and the ravens are going to have a bad day or the ravens just aren't the best team i don't think i think probably either miami buffalo or even cleveland could probably beat the Ravens. So I think the Ravens are going to be uh, a tough team to beat, but I think they will, we will beat them if we end up playing each other. Elliot, your colleague, Joel Cade and the Browniacs, you know, talks a lot about how the Ratbirds have been the luckiest team again this season where they're playing all these games against backups and backups and more backups and they get every damn call and they're just, they're just lucky as could be. And then you, I plug it like I just already mentioned, Lamar Jackson's history historically, you know, and I'm sure he has something to prove because he gets to this postseason. He's, he's been poor with that. And I just want, you know, what do you think about the Ratbirds? And do you think that they can make it? And do, do the Browns have, have any sort of opportunity against them going into this? No, I, I think, I think um, the uh, Ravens deserve to be favorites because they've gotten better as the season went on. I think that, the late season victories that they've had, uh, especially against San Francisco, were very convincing on defense. It does not surprise me that they score a bunch of points uh, with Lamar Jackson at quarterback, especially against the NFC. They have a big advantage because the NFC teams don't play Baltimore that often. And <clears throat> Lamar Jackson is a very yeah. unorthodox quarterback. They have a very unorthodox offense, and they just really can't. Uh, adjust to that style, but the Browns play them twice a year. And there's a reason why the Browns do well against Baldwin. You will recall. Well, actually a lot of people don't recall. And let me just call out you fans that can't remember when Baker Mayfield (laughs) used to ring their chimes on a regular basis. He beat Baltimore. He scored 40 points against Baltimore. Yes, he did. And uh, there's a reason why that happened is because they play each other a lot. They're familiar with that offense and they can stop it. And, um, you know, so they do play well against Baltimore. I'm not saying 
that the Browns deserve to be favored against Baltimore because they don't. Baltimore yeah. has stayed healthy. Mm-hmm. Baltimore has gotten better as the season went on. Lamar Jackson, by the way, is two years younger, two years younger than Baker Mayfield. So a lot of the mm. criticism that he's gotten, you know, yeah. oh, well, he lost the you know game that he made in the playoffs when he was the youngest quarterback yes, true. to ever have a winning record as a starter in the NFL. And you got mad at him because he didn't win the playoff game. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah. you know, that's really not fair. Well, I, no, I think I think, you know. <laughs> He has a very good chance, uh, you know, to uh, lead the team to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that he will, but um, he uh, he has to be taken seriously. I'll put it that way. Yeah, you do. Browns, I the Browns have as good a chance as anybody to uh-huh. beat them because they have a des- team that's designed to compete against the Baltimore Ravens defense. It's that uh-huh. simple. There's a reason yeah. why they play well. Yes. No. All those things. All those factors will will be important. And, uh, um, yeah, Steve. Right. Right now, Baltimore fans don't want to see Joe Flacco and the Cleveland Browns <laughs> in Baltimore. That yeah. scares them to death. Yes. <laughs> they make it nervous. I don't want to talk a lot of smack because Baltimore has had a really fantastic season. They deserve to be the number one. Oh, I don't mind talking smack. I I hate the Ratbirds. I I don't have any respect for that organization. They stole our our team. I don't care. I don't. I mean, yeah, and I don't care if you say that. I'm just saying I'm not celebrating the victory prematurely. No, I think Baltimore deserves uh, respect as a competitor. Put it that way. Sure. I don't like Baltimore one little tiny bit. I don't like the coach. I don't like the things they do on the field. But oh, I, I think they are a formidable opponent. Let's put it yes. that way. And I, the Browns got to get there first. So and yeah, there yes. you go. We ain't ready to play the ball. We're not ready. Team. No. no hey, um, speaking of that, South. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. Some prior uh, playoff experiences for the Brownies. We're going to take a quick break here on the Fanatical Elf Show. We'll be right back. Let me turn this light on. And thank you for coming back. <laughs> to us hope you enjoy those commercials um i love them so yeah speaking of, we were just talking about you know getting there in the one step at a time we just you know we to play the ravens the browns have got to beat their initial opponent and that can be anywhere from jacksonville houston or indianapolis um it was funny going back and looking there was a maybe you saw this too steve or anybody on social media tonight somebody was they're always posting the old things from the past browns playoff runs and there were two things that popped up on my feed on the x today by the way you can follow the fanatical elf show here on the x on youtube we're live download us on apple spotify we we are growing by leaps and bounds by the way guys we're up like 30 percent just this month already we've we've exploded because of the browns are going to the playoffs we're 30 i think we were 38 percent higher on today than we were a month ago so thank you so much for downloading us. Keep up the good work, Browns fans. Tell everybody about the Fanatical Elves show. So I was watching these clips. The first clip, I was reminded when I was a sixth grade young, uh, sixth grader, and 1980 season, it was the January 81 playoff game against the Oakland Raiders. And the Browns, it was my first experience of really genuinely, I cried I was 12 years old, and I just remember the heartache. That team was so loved by the city of Cleveland, 
not, not you know, uh, not are similar in some ways to this year's fascination over, you know, some of our, you know, Flacomania and everything. It was just crushing in the way that they lost that game. Ball was thrown back at the end zone to the future GM of the Baltimore Ravens and great Cleveland Brown uh, tight end, Ozzie Newsome. Crushing defeat. The Browns were in field goal range on a below freezing day where Don Cockroft was missing field goals left and right. And the great Damn, coach, Sam, Sam, Sam Tigliano, decided to go for it. I, my understanding is he told uh, Brian Sype to throw the ball in the Lake Erie if it wasn't there, um, but he didn't. <laughs> and Oakland made a miraculous, an, an amazing defensive play and intercepted the ball on a, where the field was ice. I mean, it was stone cold and it was stone. It was solid as a rock. So, and you know, that was my first thing I want to add is that Don yes. Cockroft had to have surgery after that game. It's not like he was completely healthy. Wow. I did not know that. And Speaking also, about, uh, yeah. Also I'd like to point out Dave Logan was open on the other side of the, Oh uh, yes. Yes. Yes, he but, was. Yeah, um, the other moment they showed was 85, and maybe you saw this highlight, Ernest Biner running. And what I remember about this, this was that year prior to the 86, 87, 88, 89 run. Well, it was all, you know, it was that first year when the Browns finished at 8-8 eight and eight in 85. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Browns went down to Miami. And, Sam, you'll love this. The Browns went up 21-3 to three at halftime. And I remember watching this game. And it was at halftime. We're like, oh yes, you know, Browns were wearing their 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 brown tops, white pants. Um, it Ernest Biner went for two touchdowns that day, 166 yards or something crazy. And you just felt like, okay, the Browns have got this, and they blew it in the second half. And- well, they couldn't throw the ball, and they had a rookie quarterback in Bernie Kosar. That's the reason, the whole reason they hired Lindy Infante the next season. To up mm-hmm. the offense because yep. Bernie was upset that they wouldn't let him throw the ball more. But you and had, it's those you had moments, yeah. and Mac in the backfield. So let me ask you this: current Browns, right? The current season, we haven't been in the playoffs since 2020. Now we're back in it. Let's say we get into this first playoff game. How how at risk are we with veteran quarterback Joe Flacco back there? Let's say we're up 21-3 against the Colts at halftime. In Indianapolis, I mean, obviously, any Browns fan is going to be worried, regardless. But is is that game more in the bag? Are we we do we have, you know, are we going to win that one compared to what we did back, you know, forty years ago when we played Miami or up twenty one three? What do you think? I mean, do you think? I mean, do you you feel that confident about this Browns team that they can grab I feel the that lead? confident about the Browns defense. Yeah, yeah. I'm calling I red mean, right eighty eight. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. They're, you know, it's yeah, no, they, they, they don't have the personnel. Yeah, you know, it's been proven. Unfortunately, my normal philosophy would be to run, 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 play action, run, run, run. Yeah. Uh, in this circumstance, but they don't have the personnel right now on the offensive line to provide right. the blocking when you uh, when the other team is looking for the run. It just isn't working. So I think that they so, will depend upon Joe Flacco to. So the, that, that's that is a weak. So really, that's I mean, it's a weakness of this Browns team. Yeah, yeah. Right, right now, well, the only right yeah. the only yeah. thing that worries me about Flacco, um, he's got a propensity to throw interceptions. Uh, if he hadn't thrown that one late in his first game against the Rams, they probably could have yeah. beaten the Rams. 
Yeah. Uh, he's thrown two pick sixes. Yes. I just want him to kind of, and you know, they've overcome it because he, it doesn't bother him. Yeah. <laughs> if he throws yeah. a pick early in the game, he's like, okay, no problem. The next time I'll go out, he'll leave to drive down the field. And before you know it, it's a touchdown. Yeah. I would love to see the Joe Flacco that was part of the 2012 Ravens where he played mm -hmm. an entire postseason without throwing an interception and won the Super Bowl. On the Super so Bowl. So that would be great. Just don't throw late interceptions. That's all yeah. I ask. This team can survive. Well, speaking, <laughs> I want to point out I just a, I want to give a shout out uh, talking about the positive side of the Brownies this season and why they're going to the playoffs. Um, the list of the pro bowlers was released yesterday, I think. Um, and Steve and Elliot and Sam, if you want to comment on any of these players, um, Amari Cooper, Miles Garrett, Joel Batonio, David Njoku, De Denzel Ward, uh, Grant Delpit, Jeremy Owusu-Kormoa, Wyatt Teller, Ethan Poshik, Corey Bajorquez, and Dustin Hopkins. Uh, some of those guys what was, are what was alternates. Corey's last name? Ah, ha, 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 ha. Um, you know, that's a long list. You know, for Browns fans, that, I mean, most years Pro Bowl, we don't see a list that lengthy. So I think that give props, and there's some a lot of players, uh, few on there that aren't there. Martin Emerson, I know some people uh, feel like he oh, he's an alternate. Is he an alternate? Okay. I believe so, yeah. Okay. I didn't see um, that. But, you know, the, the cornerbacks in the AFC, there's so many of them. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think he deserved to be. I mean, he's number one in uh, quarterback yeah. completion when he's targeted. He allows yeah. a 47.1 uh, completion rate. Mm -hmm. uh, the only snub I really see is from alternate to starters with uh, Hopkins. Yeah. I mean, Justin Tucker? Hopkins had a better year than Justin Tucker. Yeah. I mean, come on. Game winners, uh, team record and 50-yard made, over 50-yard mm -hmm. made field yeah. goals, almost broke Jim Brown's point record. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> um, Sam, are you, uh, think, are, you, are you a big Pro Bowl uh, guy? Do you like – I mean, what do they even do in the Pro Bowl, Sam? Do, we, do they actually have a game now? Tail on the donkey – Dark, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's a lot of games sky. now. It's a it's lot like of like it's a lot of games. There's one where like all the offensive linemen run up to like this giant rack filled with like ten thousand pounds of weight oh, and pull God, it off. So stupid. And then they have to like <laughs> put it on their back and pull it to a length. I don't care. Like they seem to be having fun. I it's all I care about is if they're having fun out there, not like ripping ACLs or anything. But I I personally don't care. Well, it's not something I'm gonna. Miles Garrett hurt his walk. toe last year. <laughs> oh, that's right. The Miles remember? Garrett toe incident. I do remember yeah. that. Boy. The only um, injury hey. in the Pro Bowl where they don't play a game was the Cleveland Brown. <laughs> hey, I want you to be thinking about this while before you go to the trivia. We're going to do some Jeff Driscoll trivia right now. But then after that, I want your I'd like a highlight on the season before we leave you tonight of the Browns offense, defense, like a highlight or a couple highlights that you will remember about this Browns season. Now that we're getting into the second half of the season, it's not the end of this season. It's only the second part of the season. Um, so dress Driscoll questions. I'm going to pose some of these. You can uh, just uh, shout out what you think. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Um, so uh, first question, what month, uh, or give me your answers here. What month do you think Jeff Driscoll was uh, born in? 
what month was Jeff <laughs> Jeff Driscoll born in? March. Okay, you're getting hot. Eventually, if we guess enough, we'll just guess all the months. Yeah, we right. got a lot more tries of this. Somebody's gonna get it. <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. What month is it? Oh, you're too. This is too easy. Um, April, April twenty third. Everybody needs to remember that. Uh, I was one month off. Okay, why? where? <laughs> what state was Jeff Driscoll born in? Louisiana. Well, he went to Louisiana Tech for a short period, but yeah, he was not born there. Guess. He was not born there. Any other guesses? Well, he Nevada. also played at the University of Florida. Yeah, so yep. Florida would be a good Florida. Yeah, there you go. Florida. Guess. He was born in Florida. Okay. Um get, give me over under. I'll give you the number. You tell me if that's over or under um how many uh games that Jeff Driscoll has started in his career. Okay. Uh, 2023. 20, the Bengals. Career in, in, in the NFL or in college? college. Uh pro career. Bengals. That's under. too high. That's too Under. high. That's actually how many games he started. Twenty-three. Oh, really? Yes. No, he's one and nine. No, as a starter. no, no that's right. Yeah, oh, wait a second. That's he's over his. Like that's right. You're right. Over his college, and yeah, I screwed that up. Okay. Yeah, no. It's not, um, in college, he had a, he had two full seasons where he started the whole season. One was at Florida, yeah. and, and one was, was Louisiana. At, at Louisiana. So he's got like twenty yeah. something starts right there, and then he's got. Yeah. Like fifty percent starts the other um, uh, three seasons at Florida, so he's got to have around thirty. What, what round was he drafted in, and by what team? Six by San Francisco. Okay, you already Good said job. that. <laughs> I wrote Good the job. article on him, so I know that. Yeah, um, Elliot's bringing the knowledge. <laughs> he is. Um, okay, Back let's... in October, and if they listen to me, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I want to highlight. Give me a highlight of this Brown season for you. Uh, Sam, let's start with you. What's a highlight defensively or offensively? Ah, uh, man. Um, hmm. I think defensively, if I, if I'm just going to pick two offensive and defense uh -huh. offense, I think it has to be that play, even though it got pulled back because Amari was like foot away from the, uh, out of bounds yeah. line and they called it back. Yeah. yeah. I think that yeah. play was probably my favorite offensive play. I love Defense, it. Defensively, it had to be Miles Garrett jumping over the uh the line and oh. blocking the field goal. I think those were my two best plays, in my opinion. Alec, my son reminded me of that. I forgot about that play with Miles jumping over the over the 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 lineman. That was a great moment. Uh Elliot, what do you got? Well, I think I gotta go maybe not with one play, but with one achievement is um, Amari Cooper going for 265 and setting a new Browns record. I think that was otherworldly. Uh, and Amari Cooper, I said this at the beginning of the season or like halfway through mm -hmm. that if he had had a, uh, a better quarterback that he would be talked about in terms of being an all pro. Mm -hmm. And then Joe Flacco came along, and it turned out to be kind of an accurate assessment, I think. So really, Amari I would totally agree with it. my offensive MVP. I think I'll go along with Sam's uh, selection of the blocked field goals, the most stunning. That was maybe the single most incredible play that I've ever seen. Me too. 
Steve. Um, well, I'm going to do the block field goal as the special teams play. Okay. Season because it happened yeah. on special teams. Defense. Uh, Greg Newsom's pick six in Baltimore. That totally, totally changed everything. Mm. Even yes. though the Browns missed miss the extra point. Oh, that's uh, true. You yeah. could. Damn it! You why did you remind tell, me of that? You could tell. Well, they won anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, you could tell that just took everything out of the Baltimore Ravens. You just, you could just tell that was like, oh, mm. uh, offensively, you know, you could go, you could go with uh, Deshaun Watson's in that game, uh, 14 for 14 in the, uh, uh, and the comeback win with him, but I, and anything Amari Cooper, I'm going to go with the play last Thursday, Joe Flacco, not only. Mm escapes a sack, gets hit in the helmet across yeah. the face yeah. by the Jets defender, which should have been roughing the quarterback. NFL. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, stick to your rules. Scrambles out. It looks like he run he's gonna run and Elijah yeah. Moore had just gotten hurt and right. carted off the field and he yes. hits Jerome Ford and yeah. Ford works his way down and gets into the end zone thanks to a fantastic block by Marquise Goodwin. Oh, that just well you, I think you I was season. one of the first of the yeah. Browns and Steve, I was one of the first people I, to, I mean, I, I was there and, and then seeing the highlight and I talked about it right after the game with my son, that block, you know, with my, he's Goodwin. And I'm glad Jerome Ford mentioned it in his presser because it really, for me, I, I love Marquise Goodwin. I know he doesn't get talked about enough, but this guy's oh, been a yeah, journeyman. And just a great a big game on Sunday. <laughs> well, Yeah. Um, let me ask you this though. This is a, I just before we end, and I'm going to we'll end on this, and I don't want to end on a lot of controversy because we can talk about this plenty of times afterwards. But Elliot, you brought this up just now. You just said that if Amari Cooper had had a better quarterback, that he would be considered an All Pro. So you don't think that Deshaun Watson is? That guy, I'm just, I'm th just. You're I'm, putting words in my mouth. Right. No, I know. I, I know I am. Okay. Enough, uh... Okay. That's fine. Here's the reason I just bring it up because I know like people out there are talking because of Flacco mania. And don't, don't go here, John. Yeah. Come on. Okay. <laughs> it ain't going to that's not one. No, 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 no. The village I'll leave it. Anything. I'll leave it alone. Okay. I'll leave it alone. It's not gonna That's happen. right. No, Look, I agree with Elliot. No. I agree. With Elliot no, I agree. Okay. I mean, a lot of people are saying, why Jeff Driscoll? Uh, these are the same people that say PJ Walker should have never seen the field again. So, <laughs> and <laughs> that's why Amari Cooper, I mean, he had PJ Walker and a fifth oh, round yeah. draft pick throw into him. So oh, I, I know exactly yes. what Elliot was talking about. It was I, that no. little lull in the middle of the season because well, uh, Watson and Amari Cooper had a great chemistry. It's the going. flavor of the month, and people so, get you know they get you know no, wrapped it's up. Not and, gonna happen. Not gonna right. happen. Is there any? Let me just finish with asking you this question, and we'll we'll stop. Uh, Sam, I want to start with you. Is there any chance you think the Browns? Just your own assessment. Um, does Joe Flacco stay with the Browns after? this run if let's say they get to the afc championship or the super bowl do you think he sticks with the browns or is he gone i just want to hear what sam says first go around the room for one more year i think i think if if the browns let's just say the browns 
win the giving you a fig- championship, yeah. losing the Super Bowl. I know that's not what we want to have happen, but let's just say that happens. I think Joe Flacco will play for one more year, especially if he does good in the playoffs. I think he will. Oh, maybe he won't. I don't know. I think he probably will play one more year. I think he one more the year. The Browns whether, or with another team? It probably will be on the Browns, but I think one more year on any team, and then he's done. I think he's got one more year left, and then he's done with the uh, the whole football thing. I'm telling you, Flacco has got five kids, and they become super-duper Browns fans. And I'm telling you, when you're raising a family, you got kids clamoring around you, and they're, come on, Dad, come on, Dad. Browns are the great, best, you know. Maybe he maybe sticks around. Okay, that's, I don't know. I'm just throwing out words. Uh, Elliot, <laughs> what do you think about Joe? Is um, he gone after this regardless? My guess is that he'll probably uh, retire again and come back if he has an opportunity. But um, I, I think okay. there's no need for him to go through summer training camp that I can understand. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good. That, that's a good assessment. Yeah. I like that. Yep. Uh, Steve, final thoughts on that. Flacco, I agree with, with Elliot. I, I, I think he's going to, he's going to uh, not sign. Why, why should he go through training camp? He's proven he can come off the coat, a couch and win games. And if he takes the Browns to the Deshaun Super Bowl, Watson, man. if he takes Deshaun Watson as your quarterback till through twenty, I know it's just the Get whole thing it. about the rustiness. Uh, and, People, let's, and, if, I mean, <laughs> and if Flacco wins the Super Bowl for the Browns, he would definitely retire because his Hall of Fame ticket punched. Punched. Mm, that's an interesting take. That, well, yeah. Super Bowl with two different teams. Yeah, I mean, come on. But, yeah, man. But to oh. be that, like, if you just want to stick around, like, if he wins the Super Bowl with the Browns, oh, he you'll right. have a he'd statue walk off in the sun. named yeah. after him, and oh, it'll be on the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Oh my God! And yeah. they'll never it'll have be... to buy another drink in Cleveland ever again, <laughs> or coffee. All right, I hear you. Final likes thought there, Steve. Any final takes before we let say goodbye to our fans? Go Browns. Um, yeah, don't get stressed out about this game. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it matters to the Bengals fans because they're Browns insecure. Browns fan, I'm always stressed. They're insecure because they don't want to finish 0-6 in the AFC North because they built their hopes up at the beginning of the season, like that fanboy we had on our first pregame show. <laughs> uh, you know, come on. They are unrealistic. Uh, so even if the Browns lose, it doesn't matter. Just get this game over with quickly. I'd like yeah. to see like a three-hour game or less and no no injuries. Boom. It's over. On to the AFC South winner, whomever that may be. Oh, by Elliot, the way, and enjoy yeah. the all the other games. I mean, you know, you got Pittsburgh, Baltimore Saturday. If Pittsburgh yeah. they Pittsburgh can still get in some odd way oh, if geez. even if they Lord lose. have mercy, please no. Okay. Uh, you know, if Jacksonville and Buffalo both win, Pittsburgh bye bye. I think Buffalo wins that game against Miami, and I think Buffalo gets the And then you got seed. Buffalo Miami for the uh, AFC East. I mean, still things that yeah. need to be yeah. decided. Yeah. Uh, Elliot, final take. Well, yeah, I think that the Cincinnati Bengals are pretty formidable, even uh, without the best quarterback in the NFL. I think Jake Browning has done a very good job as their second-string guy. I think that they're pretty tough on offense. They still have uh, Chase, Higgins, and Boyd, and, and yep. plus they have backup. Higgins isn't going to play. He's not? No. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I figure anybody that they have who's not on contract for uh, – 
2024 is going to play the whole game. Yeah. And they got uh, Joe Mixon at running back. I think they're a very credible team on offense. I think Will Joe Mixon play. Uh, he didn't. Sh- he showed up on the injury report today. Okay. Well, okay. You know, uh, Pro Football Focus is still showing him as the starter, so I don't know if he'll yeah. play uh, or not. He did not practice today for some odd reason. Okay. Well, I think he will. He's only he seventy-seven not, yards away from a thousand yards. He may season. not need to play, but but or practice, but he may play. Who knows? But in any case, I think that I think that Miles Garrett. I've been saying all along that I think he's a six-point defensive end. I don't believe this business where they say that defensive players are only worth a point or two to the point spread. I think he's yeah. worth about six. Wow! And with yeah. all these other uh, players yeah. that are out. I think that the Bengals will put points on the board. Sure. And so it's really a question about whether Driscoll Mania can catch yeah. fire with a bunch of uh, backup scrubs. Players. I would, no, I didn't want to say that. I'll say say that. Scrubs. Substitutes. Scrubs. Substitutes, not scrubs. Don't, don't I thought I was watching them. the replacements movie. Okay, I'm sorry. Back to reality. You know, that's that's funny. Funny. Scrubs. Second string players uh, on offense can still score points. And so I think that the best chance for the Browns to win is to score a lot of points on offense. I think they have to do that, and I yeah. think Driscoll Mania has to be a thing. I wish that he had had two months with the playbook instead of one week. I don't like the Browns' chances in this game. I'll predict this right now: the Browns are going to get a, it. Doesn't matter. Browns are going to get a pick six in this game defensively. They're going to do it again with their scrubs. Um, don't Ryan say scrubs. Hickman, they don't like that. Ronnie Hickman and all those guys, they've done a good job. Ronnie Hickman is a great player. My team, John. I'm not. I love my team. I love your team. Ronnie Hickman. Well, don't call him scrubs. I won't call him scrubs. I'll get my jet fly up there and kick your butt. (laughs) (laughs) I like the Ronnie Hickman. I was so excited. I mean, honestly, them picking up Ronnie Hickman in the draft. That was one of my favorite. Oh, he moves. was undrafted. They didn't even draft him. Well, no, they didn't even draft him. I'm sorry. Yeah, they didn't even draft him. That's right. He went undrafted. Exactly. What is that? He's a. I thought Ohio State was a relatively quality school, and didn't he run a four four? Uh, um, he just had a downtrodden year uh, down here, and everyone was kind of down on him. But you know, you knew he was a good player. Everything I read about him coming into that draft, and he went undrafted. The Browns got him, and I just think it's just a great story. Yeah, uh, and the other two I, guys they got from Ohio State are good. I mean, Dewan oh Jones God, is yeah. gonna be your, Dewan is, Jones. fantastic. Exactly. Luke Whitler has played very well when he's had to yes. come in. So I'm completely well, happy. and this goes back to the whole Ohio State, you know, not taking Ohio State players and all that stuff. So let me hear lastly from Sam. Sam, final take. Yeah, I think the Browns are gonna win. I don't see him losing this wild card game. There's a lot that the Browns oh, have that the Colts Texans or Jaguars don't, and that's mm-hmm. the defense. And I feel like our receiver core has honestly been really good these past few games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't I don't see him losing. I just don't yeah. feel like it's a it's a game that we're gonna lose. I think the Browns have just upper hand in a lot of sections. Um, yeah. and then I don't know the divisional round. Who knows who we're gonna play? Because for all we know, uh, Ravens are going. We're, we're gonna play Baltimore. Yeah. Okay. So we're likely five game. Plays, well, but uh, it's, the it's re- But if but they're reseeded. Remember, we talked about this. No, they're not reseeded. Yes, I was they wrong are. About that. No, oh, they're not. You were, they are reseeded. Oh, I, I yeah, thought I, was, I heard they were. No, you're no, you're you are not 
uh, you were correct, and you're, I've been reading up about it all week, and you are correct. So there is a I slight... I thought I had seen that somewhere. Yeah, no, you're Somebody right. It changed in 2020. It changed ah, in 2020. And you okay. are, and, and there is an out remote chance that where, however the things fall... Well, I'm seldom right, so I'm going to take full credit. No, if the six or seven seed win, and they beat the twos and the threes... Then the one would play the lower of those seeds, which would be the seven, and then oh, we would, right. then yeah. we would play that's the four seed. We'd play the six seed, and we get a home game. Now, who that six seed? It could be uh, Buffalo. It could be Miami. Um, could be Pittsburgh. It could be Pittsburgh. Yeah. So there's a remote <laughs> shot, and I'm getting emails. Well, I'm uh, getting emails. Right. Uh, Browns uh, season ticket holders. We got another email this week saying that Steve that. We're not having okay. a wild card game, but there's still an opportunity for a divisional uh, playoff game. So if we get awesome. that once it's confirmed, then they'll charge me hundred and sixty dollars or two hundred dollars or whatever. Oh, that's charge. why you're gonna you're gonna have to you're gonna lose a little money on that. Okay, that's why. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for being here. It's fifty-seven minutes. We got under an hour. Great, great conversation tonight. Thank you, Browns fans, for tuning in to the Fanatical Elves Network, part of Fans First Sports Network. Um, we've been on this journey for closing in on a year now, and we have grown by leaps and bounds and YouTube and X and Facebook and just start telling people if you haven't already, I know every day I meet somebody who's a Browns fan and I always say, Hey, have you, you know, I got this podcast. We have the fanatical L's. We got all these guys that come on. Uh, Steve's got his dog pound South starts us off on the beginning of the week. We got Elliot with his Brownie and with the Oracle speaks. We got Sam with the, Browns breakdowns. We got Rod, uh, Rob with his um, Browns uh, blitz. Joel Cade, the left guard with the what the elf was that? So please come back, listen to us. We got the Johnny Cleveland show here, and uh, that that's mine. I like to throw a few other ones out at yeah. I think I tried the uh, what was the one I tried the other night? Um, weekend at Bernie's or Weekend at Brownies. We've done uh, <laughs> um, a few other. Wild and crazy Saturday Night Live. So tune in to the, everybody. Thanks again. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Elliot. And thanks, Sam. Have a good night, everybody. Go Browns. Go Browns. Here we I'll go, Browns. Tennessee Browns backers on Sunday. Go to a Browns backer club and buy merchandise. <laughs> Check it out. See that? I love it. Yeah. It's fantastic. I love it. Go Browns. Oh, I can't find my music. Oh. Oh, there we are. There we are. See ya.